0: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi,
2: Steve Boris. welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Uh, Unleash Your Power. We're so grateful to have you here today. Uh, We're talking about your latest book, How to Beat Stalin hitler and the southern state parkway i was like wow what a title uh quite interesting Uh, i'm really grateful to have you uh chat on your book what kind of brought you to writing your first book
3: um you know i was thinking about it for for many years uh but you know the COVID experience with with the lockdown and everything that kind of got me um you know uh motivated to, to finally hunker down and do it. also having some free time. You couldn't coach, yeah. you know, the schools had been closed mm-hmm. um, or the sc- schedules were disrupted. And, you know, I, I saw a couple things. I saw my family, uh, my kids, I have two teenagers, they were both getting very depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting depressed and, and I saw folks who had, uh, you know, really loved and cared about each other, family and friends uh, struggling. Uh, But not just with COVID, but with with social media, you know, it was really becoming a cesspool. And and folks who had really loved and cherished each other for many years were now at each other's throats for uh, bizarre reasons and and for things I I couldn't even dream of that we would ever fight about. Mm. Um, And I I just wanted to take a chance to to remind us of what's important, Uh, how we can get through hard times together and to realize, you know, we're not as different as a lot of people make us out to be. And the universal force that brings us all together is love.
2: Absolutely. Wow. I'm so glad you wrote this book, Steve, everything you're saying here is so so important. We've gotten to a point where everything's become so polarized with you know, social media, and like how much of what you see on social media or the life you're portraying through social media is even real. And 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 then you're fighting over all this silliness. I mean, it's like get down to the juice of it. What do we all want? We want to be happy, have a healthy and happy life with our families and be able to create uh, the grandest life we possibly can while we're on this planet.
3: No, absolutely. You know, it's about family. It's about taking, you know, not just your own family, but your your whole community. Yeah. and that's why why i wrote this book was to try to remind us about our community people we live side by side with and i think you know i could get into the history which would put people to sleep but you know over the last 50 years we've kind of gotten away from that mm. it's kind of become uh, you know greed is good society you know lord of the flies type, type mentality and we kind of got away from uh, the you know the unifying factors and, and in our common history together and mm-hmm. you know and uh you know the idea of the great thing about this country you know as lincoln said you know we're trying to create a more perfect union yeah and always trying to bring more people more rights mm-hmm. and you know and, and try to take care of care of each other yeah.
2: Yeah, and you know, I like that you say that build a more perfect union, because uh, we're not perfect, it's going to be an ongoing journey. It's not like, Oh, we've just made it, we've made it now. No, we're, we have to always go back and say, What can we make better? Uh, You know, maybe some things don't work. But as long as we're fighting and just, you know, at each other's throats, there's no way we can begin to even fix things. What from your perspective have you seen has been the greatest thing we've kind of let go of? Has it been family or has it been, you know, just our shared values as a country? What has it been from your perspective?
3: You know, it's, it's about, you know, I think history. Um, mm. I, I think that's, that's one of the things right there. Um, it's so, that's what I teach. You know, I've been teaching history for for 25 years. Um, and, you know, it can be inspiring. And that's kind of what what got me um, to where I am right now was my family's history and mm-hmm. you know the book when I, I started off as a, as a teenager sitting with my mom at the kitchen table mm-hmm. you know and I was a uh, very depressed um, I was basically at the abyss mm-hmm. you know I was I couldn't find a reason to get out of bed in the morning if you, if you understand what I'm saying and um, i lost my father. I never got over that. I was learning disabled. I was flunking out of school. I was a fat kid. I was being bullied mercilessly, mm. you know? Um, I didn't see how my life could be anything but pain. And my mom was was a great mother, you know? And like any mom, she was crazy. Oh, you're gonna be beautiful and everything's great, you are smart, but you don't believe your mom, right? And my mom decided to change tactics and she said, okay, you know, you're not the only person who's ever had trouble. And she goes, I think it's a, a time I told you about your bopcha your Ukrainian grandmother.
1: Hmm.
3: Uh, she was my father's mother. And, uh, I, okay, what, what was so special about bopcha I, I never really knew her. Um, she died when I was five in the same car crash as my dad wow. on the Southern State Parkway, in case you're wondering where that part of the book comes oh. from. And, uh. And I said, well, what, what was so special about her? I only really knew my bopcha as the nice lady who brought over apple strudel from time to time. You know, as the fat kid, that's how you identify people by what pastry they bring to the house. You know, if you bring over a salad, we tell you to get the hell out, you know. But um,
2: my grandma, too, she was a yeah. bring, yeah.
3: The best. And uh, I said, well, what'd she do? You know, she, my mom said, well, she was basically a superhero. A superhero, well, you know, when she had magical apple strudel, she was no, Well, when she was your age, you know, 13, uh, uh, you know, thirteen, twelve, thirteen years old, she wasn't worried about obesity. She was worried about starving to death, mm-hmm. uh, because she was growing up in Ukraine, in uh, the twenties and thirties, and she be and her family were victims of Stalin's Holodomor, uh, sometimes called the Great Terror, mm-hmm. uh, or the Ukrainian genocide, where Stalin wanting to break. The will of the Ukrainian people, who were very proud people, he took away all the food mm. he wanted to force them onto their communist collective farms, and he starved them into submission
1: mm.
3: and these people had to do unspeakable things uh, first you know the the soldiers would come to the house, they took away all the farm animals, they took away all the stores, they even ripped up the floorboards, looking for scraps, they took the garbage. Mm. Uh, you can only get food from the collective store and there was never any food there. And it was your food. Mm -hmm. Um, People ate the cats and the dogs first, then the bugs and the mice uh, excrement, and then it got down, in some cases, cannibalism. Mm.
1: Um,
3: and, And it was just unspeakable what these people had to go through. And when that was over, and they were finally, you know, starting to get their their lives back together. Hitler was now master German, and in 1941 he unleashes Operation Barbarossa, which is the largest land battle in the history of the world. And there's my Bopcha on the front lines of this, mm. and as uh, a teenage girl now, late teens, um, and she's quickly captured. Her family's killed, and she's taken as a slave for the Third Reich where she spends the rest of the war. And in the camp, she was about to lose all hope. You know, Her family got her through the whole of the mall, but they're all dead now. And in the nick of the moment, as she's about to give up, the babushka's come, all the, the old women of the camp, they, they see her, they take pity on this poor girl, and they rush over and they put a babushka on her, you know, headscarf. Yeah. And they make her hunch down to hide her beauty and they actually smear a uh, horse manure on her to. Uh, ward off the German guards from Mm. having any bad ideas, if you know what I mean. Mm. And those all, they got through it together. And she met her husband, Eustace, in the camp. And she had my father. My father was born into slavery. And I'm hearing this, and I I can't believe my ears. You know, I never knew this about my babcha. You know, I thought, who has a grandma who went through this, right? You know, and um, sure enough... One day, Hitler commits suicide, and she's free. And Babsha outlasted Stalin and Hitler.
2: Wow. That's and amazing.
3: I said to my mom, how the hell did she do this? And she goes, Babcha's superpower was that she uh, focused in on what she could control. Mm. She can control what they were doing to her body, but she could always can control her reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And her reaction to unspeakable evil was love. She vowed in that camp that one day she was gonna resurrect the Boris family. Mm. That one day she would have children, grandchildren, that the Boris family would be prosperous again. She would not let these people erase us from history. That was gonna be her response.
1: Mm.
3: And I was absolutely floored by this. Right? Yeah. Uh, how, how could I be related to such an immensely, immensely powerful woman? Right?
2: Yeah. And it makes all problems, modern problems, like what?
3: Yeah. And you know, we didn't have to, you know, we, we got COVID was bad, but we weren't dealing with roving bands of cannibals.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? You know, that yeah. kind of puts it Oh, you had to put the mask on. She's eating dog.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: She's a dog. She's she's a slave. You know, people talk about fascism and I want you to understand two things. Uh, she got hit by the extreme left, communists,
1: mm-hmm. and the
3: extreme right,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Nazi fascism. Anytime you go extreme either way,
1: mm-hmm. there's a
3: history lesson, ends in death, slavery and genocide. So anytime you 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 be cautious about people talking extreme, hey, if only we got rid of this group of people, everything would be fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: you you're you're either mm-hmm. on the left well
2: yeah and anytime you get right, to a point where you have a a government who is becoming tyrannical and you know one of the first things you got to
1: Taylor- be very careful
2: yeah. you got to be very yeah. careful you
3: got to look at the here yeah um, because and, and realize hey what can we find commonality
1: mm-hmm.
3: and let's focus on that she focused in on love she had every excuse to become bitter and spiteful. And she wanted to take care of her family. She wanted to create a family. And uh, she was getting back on her feet. She had a second child. Her husband was making bathtub wine to to sell sell to soldiers. And he was murdered one night. Mm. And with no hope, the Ukrainian Orthodox Church got her on a boat, brought her to Philly. And the first night in Philadelphia, her and her kids were homeless. Mm-hmm. penniless, couldn't speak the language, slept on a park bench. Mm-hmm. Babsha always said that this was a good start. And I said, my God, what are you talking about? How could that be a good start? She had nothing, but she had a chance.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: A chance is all you need.
1: Yeah. you know.
3: So this woman worked her fingers to a bone. She had to put her sons in an orphanage mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, Got out, moved up to the Bronx, moved to Yonkers, and and when she died, she had her own business, she had her own house, uh, met four grandkids, and that's how she beat Stalin and Hitler.
2: That's awesome, and you know that that is such a testament to so many of the past immigrants that came here. A friend of mine who came from Belarus had a similar story where she came with her two kids, uh, no husband and worked three jobs. Um, And this is more recent than um, your grandma, but she came here and made it work. And she was actually an engineer back in in communist Russia. Um, But yeah, that's why people come here and that they want to make a better life. And if you know, even when she came here as poor as she did, just like your grandma, there's still a chance to make a better life. And that was the hope that you know, no matter what, we can push forward, um, work hard and, and make uh, a life that we want and, and desire here. And,
3: and, you know, and the purpose of that story, you know, so I hear that. and I, I was on the edge, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, my God, uh, I'm on the hook here. <laughs> if I give up and, or, you know, kill myself or crawl into a bottle or become, you know, crackhead or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I'm not only letting myself, I'm letting down Babcha, that mm-hmm. Stalin and Hitler win. You know, so how many of us have an immigrant story where, where some relative mm-hmm. did everything they could to get us here, overcame whatever evil? And that's what the title of the book is. It's about overcoming adversity,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know? And, and it could be historical, like Popcha beating two dictators. It could be me overcoming the death of my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be beating alcoholism. It could be overcoming a divorce, mm-hmm. right? you name it, you know, and that's why I wanted this story out there to, to help inspire people.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, because I had real problems. And that's the thing, your problems are real, whatever the heck it is.
2: I like that you say that. That's important. I remember a mentor was uh, working with us, uh, this is a business mentor, and some people was, you know, came in with real family or life issues. And he said, No, I don't want you to deny them. But I don't want to sit on them. Let's acknowledge the existence of the problem. And then let's work to move forward, not stay stuck in them. And I I like that you're mentioning that, you know, problems are problems. Whatever you have going on in your life, it's real. It's not, it's not, not real.
3: You know, and sometimes smaller ones can sneak up on you, right? Like Mm -hmm. Maybe like, you know, drinking too much. Oh, I can control it. You know, the next thing, you know, you're dead all the same. It doesn't matter if it's an evil dictator or or a bottle of gin, Mm -hmm. you know, if if you, you gotta be careful, you know, and I was terrified when I heard this story because, oh my God, I have to live up to this woman's expectations, you know? Mm. But I looked at myself, how could I be anything but a total loser? Mm. there was no shimmer. Of, and that's when my mother said, Steve, this is when you got to play some football, mm. you know, and you guys are in Texas, and so you guys will not relate to this. And, okay, football, let's go. I was a big kid. Um, I wasn't in shape though, right? And never exercised before. And so I got for the football team. And my mom made me want to play football because she knew who the men were. Mm-hmm. And she knew, well, yes, they, of course, wanted to win games. Who doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. But they were trying to build great men
1: mm-hmm.
3: through the sport of football. So we sometimes, as a coach, I would call it head fake learning. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the kids excited. It's a fun thing and it's competitive. But you're really teaching them how to be a man. Or you know, for female sport, you know, teach them how to be a woman, you know, or, or a successful adult. And... Right away you could start seeing the change happen the first day we had to run the lap around the school to warm up and I got about halfway and I start dry heaving and I I can't make it and the captain comes over just get Jason and grabs me says hey we're going to get through this together. Drags me across the line and says, you did it. You're part of the team and our slogan was brothers forever. As many football teams have something similar to that, you know, but it's not just something cool you put on a t shirt, it's something real. And that team helped get me through some very hard times, you know. Um, it was a community, it was a family.
1: Mm. Uh,
3: and my mom also got me help in the classroom, she got me an IEP, and I came with a special ed teacher, Mm. uh, Mrs. Dudek. And this woman, she was great, she was about five foot tall, you know. Mm. She used to have to jump up on a chair to yell in my face, I'm you know, about six, three. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this woman taught me how to learn. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think about that. That's what educators do.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: As a teacher, you know, sometimes we get crazy stories about what doing in the classroom. We're taking care of kids and we're teaching them how to be successful. Yeah. Period. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't met a teacher, you know, some are better than others, but that's mm-hmm. the goal. Well, and this woman changed my life around. She told me, hey, you know, uh, I'd get upset if I had homework. test yeah. oh, it's terrible. The teachers are crazy. I said, no, no, it's not punishment. Mm. It's a ladder to success.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You want to be great. You do the work. This will make you great. Yeah. It's about changing your mindset. Once you change your mindset, everything else falls into place. And that was the gift she gave me. Wow. Um, and I look at, oh, my goodness. And the grades went up. And my athleticism went up. I found the great coaches. They, they trained me and I wasn't bad anymore. And my mom, and this is the important thing, you got to start making plans. You got to start setting goals. And my mom said, okay, we're going to sit down. She sat me down at the table one night. She goes, okay, you, this is what you're going to do. And I'm like ninth, 10th grade now. She goes, you're going to grow. You're going to become a successful football star. You're going to get a scholarship to college, to a great academic school. You're going to meet a beautiful girl. You're going to be married with kids. You're going to live happily ever after. Right. And even though I was getting better, it was still preposterous. So, I mean, what the frig are you talking about? You know, how is this any of this possible? She goes, what else do you got to do?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah. we went for it. And as we're getting older, I'm like 16, junior year, it's uh, April, f- and uh, the principal knocks on my classroom door. Mm-hmm. Steve, I need to see it. And I wasn't in trouble. I knew I wasn't like one of those kids smoking in the bathroom. Today you'd vape. But, you know, I said, oh. And I was excited because Mr. Booneman, around this time when college scouts would come,
1: mm-hmm. he
3: pulled a kid out of class and you get recruited, right? And this meant yeah. your scholarship's on the way. And I went skipping down the hall. We went to his office and I thought, man, this is going to be great. Uh, boy, mom's going to be so proud. And I walk in and there's no scout. Mm. Just the two of us. Say so what's going on steve there was a terrible accident your mom's dead mm. and back right again i was back at the abyss
2: mm. wow. and
3: that's what this book is about that's what the next book what do you do now
2: yeah this is i could tell that there are just so many huge nuggets um for our audience to learn from of your book and i don't want them to miss on how they can get their very own copy how can they do that do you have a website or Specific yeah, place. Uh,
3: you can just go right. The simplest way is to go right on to Amazon or Barnes and Noble and Google my name or Google uh, type in you know, how to beat Stalin, Hitler in the Southern State Parkway. And within about 48 hours, you can start reading it or instantly on Kindle.
2: Kindle. Yeah, I'm boom.
3: Commercial now. Oh, my goodness.
2: Did you do um, an audio version or just. A...
3: I'm actually want to want to want to think about doing that. Um, I want to get that out there. Because I have a lot of friends, they don't, just don't read. But yeah. um, I've been doing <laughs> a lot of my shows husband. like this. Yeah, they're like I'm like, and I tell them I go, you don't have to read it, just buy it. Just- <laughs> Give me a commission now. But um, and that's why I'm doing shows like this um, to try to reach people. I've been doing public speaking events um, to 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 reach as many people as possible. You know, because that's my goal is to to share the story and try to get people back from the abyss get him mm. back in the fight um, yeah. and do it. But, you know, that's the thing, you know, we have this myth in this country of the self-made man. I did it all by myself.
2: It's mm-hmm. baloney. No, I've been There's saying that for years. Never, never.
3: At your back. Yeah. You know, and, and,
2: and no one made it to just, the top by themselves. No one. Mm-mm.
3: You know, and for me, you know, it was my mother, you know, and uh, she had my back.
2: That's awesome.
3: um, and that's another reason, you know, and, I wanted to share this, um, people who read the book, that they're in love with my mother.
1: Yeah, and, I bet. Uh,
3: she was Italian-American, but yeah. every every race and ethnic group has claimed her. Yeah. My you know, yeah. Dominican uh, buddies, like, is she mother Dominican? You know, Jewish mm-hmm. friend, is she Jewish? Is she this, you know? Yeah. And I think that's very important to understand because moms transcend.
2: That's right. Well, uh, Steve Forrest, I just have to thank you. I mean, there's so many nuggets here, but they can get even more. I suggest they do get a copy of how to beat Stalin, Hitler and the Southern State Parkway. um, So they can really get through anything they might be going through either now or in the future, or give it to a good friend who might be going through a, a down slot right now. I thank you again, Steve for coming to savvy broadcasting.
3: It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much.